Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the third day of August 2023. Happy Thursday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. So much going on. Lots to get to. Don't forget about the curse program, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. All the bonus content, and I've gotten emails. Wait, what about the, con- the contest? It's going on. It's going to, I haven't posted an update. I've got the next book all picked out. I'm going to give away one of the books on Monday, the two signed books, and then we'll just continue from there. It's been a crazy time. It's been a crazy time, and I apologize for that, but I will begin to make it up to you. So there you go. All right. Of course, I'm going to irritate you along the way before we get there, just because that's how I roll. As I watch this drama unfold, I don't... It's a mess, because... Two things can be true simultaneously. And most people on the right want to pretend that they can't be. You can think that Donald Trump is being railroaded and you can think that Donald Trump is handling this horribly. You don't have to be a... There are a lot of idiots out there on the right who view... And confuse and con- well, they don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know them. Maybe they're this stupid, but I suspect because it takes a special kind of stupid to do this. They just believe that volume equals being right. When you you're not right, when you don't have anything constructive to say, when you don't have anything intelligent to say, just say something bombastic, loudly enough. It really makes me miss Rush Limbaugh so much because. Pretty much everybody in that time slot has gotten to the point where they're just, and everybody in that industry has gotten to the point where they're just unbearable to listen to. They're whining constantly. They're screaming loudly. They're calling for this, that, and they're just trying to sell you things. Nobody's actually making a point. Nobody's making an argument. Maybe they simply can't. I don't know. Whatever the case, it's sad and pathetic. And it drives me nuts. We need to arrest every Democrat out there. We need to start charging Democrats. Okay, I am all for charging Democrats who have committed crimes. But you're not going to win by out-fascisting the Democrats. Okay? Donald Trump hasn't even been arrested. He's going to be arraigned today. He hasn't been arrested. Well, I I don't want somebody going, we need to start arresting... If you've got crimes against Democrats and Republican attorney generals and prosecutors, they absolutely positively need to go after them and pursue them with the same vigor that they are pursuing Donald Trump. Turnabout is the fairest of plays. But simply going and charging people with things, arresting your political opponents, that's the stuff of Nazis and you're a goddamn moron for espousing it. But the guy espousing it, I don't believe that he believes this. I don't believe he believes this. I know people who know him. I don't. I don't follow him. I've never actually heard him on the radio. But he just is just be bombastic. There you go. That's the shtick. And if there's one thing I really, really hate in radio, it's one of the things I hate about Howard Stern. I I hate about all these people. And it was what you didn't get with Rush. You don't get it with Mark Levin. 
Those are about the only two people I, I don't know. I didn't know Rush, but Mark, I know. They are who they are. You listen to a radio show, that's how they are. Mark, I've, I've been around Mark when Mark has gotten worked up in a private conversation. I've been around Mark when Mark has uh, gotten pissed off at me. Actually, not at me. He was taking it out on me over something that a website that I worked for didn't. Like, I didn't have anything to do with this. I don't know why you're mad at me. That's how Mark is. He is an excitable, passionate man. Rush wasn't super excitable, but he cared very deeply and he thought about things. And his objective was always to advance the cause of conservatism. It didn't matter. You watch a football play and you you sit there and you go, and it drives me nuts too is watching a football game. Like, why are you, what is it with these runs where they just, the running back runs right into the back of the line, just runs. There's, there's the offensive line and he run right into the back of it. Like, what do you expect? I get, maybe there's supposed to be a hole there. There wasn't, but can't you see that there isn't a hole there that you're running directly into the back of your own guy? What's the, I never understood the point of a play. And a lot of football plays are designed to get one or two yards. And you're like, what the hell is the, throw the ball, run the ball, do a sweep, whatever it is. Don't just try and run right through. Do you not understand what happens when two physical objects meet? But those plays are necessary because every once in a while one does break. But most importantly, those are necessary to free up the longer plays, the other plays. If you're establishing the run and you're establishing, look, I'm going to get two, three yards per carry and you get three down you're almost going to get a first down just by doing you got to be aware of it at any point they could go for a run they could break through it i grew up with barry sanders as my running back so i understand that fully that was all the lions had but you have this situation where rush would recognize better than anybody else and maybe only Rush recognized that you've got to run some plays that'll get you a yard or two that might even lose you a yard or two. But the point isn't that particular play. The point is the game, right? The point is winning the game. And some of those plays are critical because they get into the defense's head and they change the way the defense is calling their things. And then you pick your spot right and you can get a big gain. You can score a touchdown. Nobody seems to understand that now. It's all just a bunch of boisterous jagoffs screaming at the top of their lungs in a way that just, it sounds great. It is red meat flung and it's chum in the waters. Boy, howdy, it is awesome. And man, people get excited about it and it can attract an audience. Not really, if you've seen that. I've seen the numbers. It doesn't really attract an audience, but it can attract social media audience it works great on social media what works great on social media doesn't work in the ballot box doesn't work in the the corporate boardrooms it doesn't work at the kitchen table it doesn't work anywhere except on social media you can monetize that you can get jobs you can do all sorts of things but it doesn't do you any good if you uh, let me rephrase that It does you a lot of good if doing you good is all you care about. If doing you good is all you care about, 
it can do you a lot of good. But I tend to, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't believe these people when they say that they care about conservatism or the cause of conservatism, because I really think that they just see that as a marketing gimmick to get themselves attention that they can monetize. And that's it. And that's the saddest thing of all. When you look at the radio industry and what it has become after the death of Rush Limbaugh, I don't know if if Rush just kept everybody else in line because everybody aspired to be half as good as him, or if Rush was so damn good that you just didn't notice all the other crap out there. But the industry is lost without him. They, you know, yeah, he died far too young, but his death was not a surprise. They had plenty of time to figure out what to do, where to go, how to handle what comes next. And they didn't. They soiled the sheets. They did such a disservice to his legacy. They did such a disservice to the medium that he kept alive. And now you got these clowns out there who are constantly selling you something, who are constantly lying to you, who are constantly screaming and yelling and pretending that they are the champions of liberty standing on... T- they, are, they are the tank man in Tiananmen Square. They will be there for you. You need to fight. People need to get arrested. You need to... Bu- None of these people give a damn about you. You are a product. You're a cow to be milked. I don't know, like I say, I don't know all of them, but I know enough of them. And I know enough people like this to spot them a mile away. Don't fall for it. I don't care. I'm not the solution. I'm not the answer. But, you know, having the right questions is a good place to start. You watch what's going on in media today. It's pathetic. And you want to know why we're losing? You want to know why the chances of election in 2024 for any Republican are so slim? It's because every single person out there who is, you know, the thought leader, the pundit, the whatever, is in it for themselves. They're in it for them. Hell, half the candidates are in it for themselves how do you inspire people you've got your choir you've got your red meat and i'm going to use trump a lot as an example but he's just an example he is not i don't mean to take it out on him it's just easy to make analogies using him these people have audiences their audiences agree with them Rather than inform their audiences, rather than try to grow their audiences, they preach to them. They desperately hold on to them. Donald Trump held an event in Pennsylvania over the weekend or last week or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. I was doing other things. But there was a huge crowd and people were saying, look at this huge crowd. Oh my God, it's a giant. Mitt Romney drew huge crowds in 2012. Just a reminder, you can look it up. It's a true story. Huge crowds don't matter. Donald uh, Donald Trump got the vote of everybody who went to that huge rally in Pennsylvania, and it was a huge rally. He got the votes of them in 2020, and he still lost Pennsylvania by 80,000 votes. 80,000 votes. 
You can have huge rallies, but what are you doing to get new people? What are you doing to get new people? If you have an audience on television or on radio or in print, and all you're doing is chumming the waters, keeping them, keeping your audience that you have on the hook, you can make a good living at that. You can make a good living at that, but you're not making an argument trying to convince anybody of anything. You're not making an argument trying to educate anybody of anything. You're just sitting there going, these people love it when I say lock her up. Uh, they love it when I say that Joe Biden is corrupt. Yeah, Joe Biden is corrupt. Hillary Clinton should have been locked up. But you've got to explain the reality as it is. You don't get to say, well, we people need to just arrest him. We need attorneys, first of all, we need attorneys general to go around and arrest Democrats. For what? For being Democrats? You can argue all you want that Donald Trump is being prosecuted because he's Donald Trump, and I would agree with you. Do you defeat fascism with more fascism? And do you really think Democrats are going to give a damn. Do you think that's going to change anything? Do you think, most importantly, do you think voters are going to look at that? If you just arrest somebody, I don't know where there is a Republican attorney general and say a Democrat governor. It's probably somewhere out there in the state. But if the, the attorney general just charged the governor with, I don't know, bribery, just say bribery, corruption, general corruption. And there's no proof behind it. There's nothing. There's no buildup for it. There's no, It's just, hey, we're, we're arresting this state legislator for this. How do you think that's going to go over? How do you think this is going to go over? The thing Democrats have going for them is, yes, the charges against Trump are garbage. They are garbage, but they are based around real things that happened. OK, you can watch footage and they loop it on television of the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Donald Trump didn't inspire, inspire it, didn't incite it, didn't do anything. It was the exact opposite. But you can show that. And then you can lie to the audience and say Donald Trump did this. This was a direct result of Donald Trump. It's a real thing. You see it. The document issue is garbage, is absolute garbage. But there's there were documents. There were things there. Sitting around and saying this is unfair and wrong and how dare anybody, etc., etc., is all well and good. What about Hillary? What about this? What about absolutely? But it doesn't change the fact. It doesn't change the fact and the fact matters you need to have it based on something the best thing to do is to stop giving your political opponents ammunition that they can bastardize and weaponize against you that would be the way to go but there is no nuance in media anymore there is nobody over at fox news who's going to take the time to explain this. They've got a man on the street section to, segment to do. They've got to talk to the morning show host. They've got to talk to the afternoon show. Host. They've got to talk to the people they already... Jesse Waters interviewing Dana Perino about the news of the day is not news. It's a conversation they should have in the elevator if they're going to have this conversation, period, end of story. 
but they put it out on the conservative news outlet in prime time at eight o'clock. Yesterday, Tucker had a sit down interview with Devin Archer, the only one that I've seen, at least so far. It was a huge interview because it got Devin Archer to admit basically that Joe Biden was corrupt, was involved, and you got it, you got it on tape. Like I said yesterday, you need that tape. Fox News reportedly has been ordered not to acknowledge the existence of that interview. Why? Because of spite over Tucker. Are you a news outlet or are you not a news outlet? They're not a news outlet. They don't do news. They talk about news, but not in a way that is informed, not in a way that is educated, not in a way that the audience will come away having learned anything whatsoever. Not anything new. They will have their preconceived notions reinforced because that's so much of what conservative media now is reinforcing what people already believe, sucking up to your own audience for fear that and the hope that they won't leave you. Keep watching, keep listening, time spent watching, time spent listening. Those impact ratings, particularly in radio. That's why they always tell you, tease, tease what's coming up, tease what's coming up, because you need people to stick and stay. You need the time spent listening. What you don't have in volume, you can make up for in time. The way the ratings are calculated are absolute garbage. And all the while, the customer is being disserved. It's the one who are being screwed. We're the ones We're getting the disservice done. We're getting the disservice done. You didn't learn anything. There was one opportunity to learn something yesterday, and it was that Tucker interview with Devin Archer. And if you watched Fox, you wouldn't know about it. You watched MSNBC, you watched CNN, they're not going to cover it either. They're not going to do it. Fox cites and plays MSNBC and CNN clips all the time. All the damn time. You have to sit there and you have to wonder. Fox and the others do the same thing too. You have to wonder, what, does anybody actually do journalism? So much of journalism is now simply plagiarism, but it's called aggregation. If you just take somebody else's work and rewrite it, it's all good. It's all good. You take somebody else's work and re- you do that in a term paper, you're a plagiarist. You do that in the journalism business and if you link back to the original story and you just took the original story and you rewrote it in your own words, why that's news aggregation. It's not. It's plagiarism. It's garbage. But that's what it is. Watch any of these networks and you will see MSNBC and CNN tend to cite themselves an awful lot. Fox tends to cite them and Mediaite and everything an awful lot. They don't. They sometimes cite Fox News Digital, which is really bizarre. They have Fox News Digital, foxnews.com. They do do some original reporting. They do a lot of aggregation. They do a lot of aggregation without attribution. You won't find a Fox. I'm a little bit bitter because I've had my stories ripped off by Fox. They will. Um, they won't link to any outside sources. They'll say, oh, uh, the Daily Caller first reported, but they won't link to it. They don't. Look at a Fox News story, anything written in the past couple of years. Every link embedded in the story links to another Fox News story. 
That's it. And they require you to link to like six Fox News stories in order to do that. Six stories in there. You have to embed six links for search engine optimization. And they're all just linking to yourself. It's all just masturbation. It's a business. It's not even the news business anymore. They don't even pretend it's the news business anymore. There's no way to escape this. If you sit there and you wonder why it is the American people are so misinformed, why it is the American people seem so ignorant, why it is you look at these polls and they're like they, the American public, they don't know what the hell's going on in their own country. It's because you can watch this crap and not know what's going on in your own country. You can watch this crap. You can consume this crap. You can slurp this sucker up every single day. You can get as much as you possibly can. And you can come away not knowing anything or knowing less. Because you're not being informed. You're being preached to. To be informed, you have to learn something new. There's more information. You're becoming better informed. You're not becoming better informed. You're becoming better reinforced. And that's a huge problem. It's a huge problem because then you end up in a situation where you're going, we expected a red wave. What happened? What happened? Well, you had six months of the conservative, quote unquote, outlets telling you the election results were a foregone conclusion. It's over. Don't worry. It's over. The funny thing is, a whole bunch of people took them at their word. A whole bunch of people said, well, we got this. And then a whole bunch of people said, I don't need to go out and vote. I don't need to maybe work so hard. I don't need to maybe phone bank. I don't need to do door knocking. I don't need to do anything. We've got this. This is a foregone. Why the hell would I go out and work for a campaign that's already won? And they lost. Lost a bunch of close races. Lost a bunch of not so close races. Lost winnable races partially because some candidates were just horrible. But then what do you end up with? You end up with a Republican Party, a Republican establishment that is embracing the losers, that is embracing the losers. I fell for it. I thought that these people were going to win or at least were going to be stars. I thought they were going to be adults about it. I wrote a column right before the election that I, I'm now embarrassed by, but I wrote it talking about how the Carrie Lake's going to be a star in the Republican Party going forward, no matter what, she's probably going to win. But even if not, she's just been such a, a really good camp. She was a good campaigner. She lost. She lost. And she turned into an embarrassment. She turned into Stacey Abrams. You can't spend four years making fun of Stacey Abrams and then come up with your own Stacey Abrams. And the ultimate bit of irony, Carrie Lake from Arizona, after having lost pretty badly for governor of Arizona, was the keynote speaker at the Georgia GOP's annual dinner this year, meaning they flew her out to Georgia to give the keynote address at their annual dinner. Why? Is there nobody out there in Georgia who was worthy of celebration? Is there nobody out, nobody who won anywhere in the country was available? And why would you fly somebody who was doing everything you just spent four years mocking Stacey Abrams for? Why would you fly that person out to keynote your dinner? If only 
for the fact that you cost anybody who spoke at that thing the ability to make a Stacey Abrams joke. You just can't. Tudor Dixon seems like a perfectly nice woman, but she lost. She lost by a lot. Wasn't super close in Michigan. Yet she's now becoming a star pundit. Why? Because she's a good-looking woman. Fox is putting her all over television. Because why? Because she's a good-looking woman. Why not? Okay, how about we elevate some people who won some elections? How about we celebrate? If, if you're going to celebrate people, let's celebrate some people who won. You got to, you know, Dr. Oz was humiliated in Pennsylvania. He had the decency to sort of slink away. Blake Masters lost and had the decency to get off the stage. Herschel Walker embarrassed himself and went back to whatever state it was he actually lives in. But if there was, if they had a desire to be out there, they could be out there. They could be pundits. They could be television contributors. Hell, given how awful the radio industry is, they'd probably have nationally syndicated shows if they wanted them. Because it's all about name. Can you get on Fox? Can you get on Fox? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people can get on Fox. Can you do radio? There's a difference. Anybody can speak for three minutes on a topic they know nothing about. Not everybody can speak for three hours on all the news of the day. Bill O'Reilly was the most popular person by a long shot on cable news. And so they gave him a radio show. They put him up against Rush and he wasn't even a blip on the radar. And it was a terrible radio show. Fred Thompson, nice guy. Remember Senator Fred Thompson? He was an actor, law and order, famous, a former senator from Tennessee, presidential candidate, really nice guy. Could listen to him opine forever. The way he, he just had this way of talking about him. But you put him in front of a microphone for three hours and he was terrible at it. They gave him a nationally syndicated show. Why? Because he's Fred Thompson. People want to hear, people didn't. Rush Limbaugh, nobody had a clue who he was. Nobody had a clue who he was. That forced him to prove himself every single day. And he did prove himself every single day, all the way to the end. He didn't have a former member of Congress. He didn't have a former ambassador. He didn't have the resume, except for what he'd actually done and the things that he had said and the, the, as right as he was. That's what he did. That's what he did every single day. All these other people just get dying. Oh, they're bombastic. They have a large Twitter following. Okay, I don't care. A homeless guy smearing feces all over himself, running through a busy intersection and filming it can get a big social media following. Are they any good? Do they know what they're talking about? Are they right or are they self-promoting idiots? You watch this stuff and you watch what's going on and you sit there and you think we live in absolutely different worlds and we absolutely positively do. Democrats look at these Trump indictments and think, oh, we finally got him. Why? Because they've been lied to that Donald Trump is a huge, huge criminal. Nothing has ever been proven about Donald Trump. Donald Trump has not been convicted of anything. But they've already declared him to be... It's weird, because these very same people... Donald Trump is obviously guilty. Donald Trump needs to do jail time. Donald Trump does this, that, and the other thing. 
Meanwhile, Joe Biden, there's no evidence of anything against Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been accused of a lot of things by those Republicans, but there's no evidence of corrupt, no evidence of corruption, none. What's, what about the money? What, no, no evidence. I says no evidence. You hear me? Joe Biden is not only entitled to his due process rights, the very concept that the man could have done something, anything wrong, anything untoward, is absurd and beyond the pale. They've already not only afforded him the innocent until proven guilty, they've acquitted him in their head. They don't even know the charges. They're not interested in the charges. It's the exact opposite when it comes to Trump. Trump is no saint. Trump is no saint. He's allegedly a billionaire who is using the vast majority of the money that he is raising for his campaign for his legal defense. Why? Why? How about you run for president? If you can't afford your legal defense, then you can't afford to run for president. Okay? Why is it this thing? This is what I find annoying. This is the sort of thing that comes with believing your own press. And so many people on the right believe their own press, mediaite. The latest round of FEC disclosure showed the Save America PAC, the leadership PAC supporting President Donald Trump's campaign, continued to burn through tens of millions of dollars on his legal fees for his various indictments and other entanglements with the judicial system. But that wasn't the only eye-popping number in the report. The PAC also paid over $108,000 for, quote, strategy consulting to Hervé Pierre Brilliard for the first six months of 2023. That number might not seem all that odd for a presidential campaign, especially in comparison to Trump's former campaign manager, Brad Parscale, who made a fortune, blah, 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 blah. But Brilliard isn't a political consultant. What? Then why is he getting $108,000? He's a French-American fashion designer and has also been Melania Trump's stylist for years, designing the gowns she wore to her husband's inaugural ball in 2017 under his own label, Hervé Pierre. Ballard previously designed inaugural gowns for other first ladies, including Hillary Clinton, uh, when he was with Oscar de la Renta, Laura Bush, and Michelle Obama when he was with Caroline Herrera. I don't know who those names are, but whatever, for the fashion house. $108,000 to Melania's stylist. I ask this with all sincerity because I don't know, because I don't watch the events, because I find them boring, and there's just no interest in them. I've, I've heard all the jokes and the lines before, but has... Has Melania Trump accompanied Donald to a single campaign event this year? I, I don't I don't know that she has. If she did, he's only done a few of them. $108,000? Why is that? Well, because you can. It's legal. It's sketchy. It's perfectly legal, but it's sketchy. Why would a billionaire use money, somebody else's money, use campaign money, giving it 10, 15 bucks a pop from blue collar people who absolutely love him? Why would you use that and abuse that by paying your legal fees and paying your wife's stylist? You want to raise money for your legal fees, start up a legal trust fund 
and raise money to pay your legal fees. There will be people who will shovel money into that too. There are people who would max out their credit cards to pay the legal fees of Donald Trump. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But it's, it would be honest. It would be honest. Nobody in any of this is honest. And that's what drives me nuts the most. The lack of self-awareness, the lack of decency, the lack of of anything, the lack of standards. It's not just I'm just sitting here and bitching about conservative uh, media. Conservative media is awful. And of course, you're going to complain about that because it's what you care about. And you look at it and you're let down by it. You expect better from us. You expect horrible from them. You expect better from us. And we're not getting it. We're not anywhere close to getting it. And you flip over to the other guys and they're having just a field day over on MSNBC. I just want to play you one clip from MSNBC, from Al Sharpton of all people, to show the absolute blind ignorance and hilarity and stupidity of the left. And it's okay, it's not just the left, of people in politics, of people in media. You can laugh at this, but you know what? I promise you on whatever conservative outlet you watch, no matter what it is, somebody said something this dumber dumber tonight. Listen to Al Sharpton. You know, I, I thought about this as I was looking through the indictment last night, and uh, I grew up and started my activism in a section of Brooklyn called Brownsville. And walking to the subway many mornings, some of the guys in the neighborhood would say, Rev, I caught a case. I have never walked down that block and somebody said, I caught three cases. I mean, this is just as low as it gets. I've never heard of three cases on one individual in three jurisdictions. So this is serious. But on the other side of it, one day our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history and how it will play out is going to be very important. The sad part about this to me is that this is not a man that is facing all this because he believed in a political position or political policy or cause. I've seen people go down the wrong side for a cause. This is all about him. This is narcissism with steroids. And to think that he could get this whole country divided and split and commit these crimes and have others commit crimes off his own self-aggrandizement is as sick as it gets. The idea of being morally lectured by Al Sharpton is something that turns my stomach. But this is what passes for intellectual heft. This is, this is what we and our side have given them. It's not true. They're lying. But we've given them the ability to lie on this. And oh, by the way, it is weird to hear a Democrat talk about two slave owners there in a positive light now. And also, by the way, Al, I realize that history and, well, nothing's really your strong suit except conning people. But... Jefferson and Madison did overthrow a government they didn't like. You should look into it. It's pretty interesting. They put in place a pretty good government 
that you and your ilk and everybody around that table with you on Morning Joe has set about trying to undermine. <sighs> this is this is where you know you sit around and we're getting dumber. We're getting we are getting dumber. We're getting dumber because we're elevating stupid people on both sides of the aisle, and it needs to stop, or the republic will collapse. That's that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. I. I'm irritated, so I'm going to stop. I appreciate you listening. We'll be back to regular programming tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Thanks for indulging me. I'll see you tomorrow.